know where it's heading. Here we go. With Rion. Good to see you again. Uh, good evening, and good to see you and your team as well. Actually, uh, going through the comments, some compliments as well. One or two. One or two. <laughs> Someone said, uh, I just want to thank you for your good work. Said people expect uh, change overnight. But uh, said, uh, she says, the first mal in my life van 70 years krijg gereeld een niesbrief per e-post. En ek sien wat tans aandag geniet. She says Rome was not built overnight. Um, we have to be thankful. And I think that's the big thing, is when everything will be fixed is the question. And obviously you want to give that, you want to tell people, be patient. We're getting there. Ofu. Well, um, if I entered office and there was 50 billion rands waiting for me to spend, mm, yeah. I would have resolved all these issues within a few months. But that's not what happened. Mm. What happened is I was faced with a deficit of 4.3 billion with uh, employee costs that amounts to 50% of the operating budget despite the fact we've got 36% vacancy rate. So yeah, so where do you start? Hmm. Do you just spend, like the president said, uh, well, last year there was a statement, we've got 36 dysfunctional municipalities. In the president's state of the nation address beginning of the year, he said there's now 64 dysfunctional municipalities, municipalities that only mm -hmm. exist on paper. Now, uh, <laughs> Listen to that. So I told you before the last time you were here, I said to, I said to you in conversations with the, with the previous mayors, specifically Solim Samanga, he was, he was talking to me sometimes off the record about um, the difficulties that you face because there's, there's, a, there's an effort to make sure you fail. Do you see that? Of course there's an effort of... Um a lot of the officials were appointed uh, since 1994 when the new ANC government came in. They had the cadre deployment policy. So obviously now you have to win the trust of officials that were appointed previously by ANC administrators. In some instances you win. You do get officials that realize they come to work to serve the people. Others, unfortunately, they don't have that type of work ethic. But that shouldn't be used as an excuse. And what I'm looking for, like what was said in that message of yours, Rome wasn't built in one day. I'm looking for incremental improvements. So what I did in 2020 when we were placed under administration by the Gauteng Provincial Government, we put a 10-point plan in place of how we're going to turn the city around. And it's going to take a number of years for us to deliver on that 10-point plan. Mm. Because it's not, it didn't only start after 19, 1994 that we've had neglect in the city. It was even before that. Just now, February, we finally refurbished the Bonacor substation. 
The stop station was commissioned in 1939. Yes. Right. And no one did anything to refurbish it for the last 50 years. So it didn't start, the problems didn't just start in 1994. There was neglect before that as well. So now we've got to overturn or turn all of that around. So net gauw vinnig, the, the main reason why you're here, because um, uh, a, f- a few weeks ago, yes, I received a lot of messages, people in the east of Pretoria, angry um, about the fact they said load shedding is nothing. We never see electricity. Mm. What are you doing about it, Mr. Mayor? And I said, uh, I'll get you on the show to come and to come and explain to them. But that group is the angriest currently. Well, I've been checking. I've got a WhatsApp group where we check all the outages. And currently, there isn't such a lot of angry people out there because currently there's no major outages mm. in the city of Chwane. So we do have a problem with our infrastructure. So on our new budget, um, already uh, the one substation which is problematic, Vapid Run, that burned out twice. Yeah. Um, we started the rebuild. The contractors on site and the rebuild has started and it will take 18 months to build a brand new Vapid Run substation. We're also doing the same with Moikluv. Uh, we're looking uh, within the next few months to also point the contractor to start rebuilding Moikluv. Then there are also other big substations, Pyramid, Kentron, that has also been included in for the new financial year starting from 1st of July. But then we're also upgrading a number of substations like Cosmos Dahl. We in, increasing capacity from 20 MVA to 80 MVA and we're doing it a number of field where uh, Ratebi saying we're doing it in a number of areas. So we're really investing a lot of money in our electrical infrastructure. Mm. I, I must say I was okay be, before I get to my question. So you're saying 18 months is sort of minimum they're looking at in Pretoria East before it'll be stable in the area. Forget about ESCOM for a second. Look, Vapid Run is up and running currently, but it is not to the standard that we would expect in today's term, in, in, in today's uh, standards that we've got mm-hmm. for substations. Those were old substations. You had one big room, and then when one of the panels uh, flash or burn, the whole room burns out. Now we've had a similar incidence in Rosslyn substation where we also had a panel fire. But because of the more modern design that you have in Rosslyn, it was contained to 15% of the, subst- uh, uh, the, the substation because it's compartmentalized. Mm. And because of that, we could take the cables from that section that was burnt out and immediately attach it to our spare capacity. And Rosslyn, for the same type of incident that happened in Vapatran, Rosslyn was only off for six hours. I say, uh, just quickly, the good news. I just want to find out from you, this uh, Chwane Yatima, when everyone was switched off by you guys, from SARS to Hout Train, Department of Water and Sanitation, etc., etc., whose idea was that? Well, look, it's a challenge I gave um, the finance because they we had to cut the budget because I said of the 4.3 yeah. billion rand uh, uh, deficit. Mm. We had to cut everywhere. And in one meeting that I had with all the top managers, the finance then criticized the other departments for not cutting enough. And then in the same instance, they said on our debtors book of 17.3 billion, 
we are planning for the next year to collect one billion. So I said, you must be bloody joking. <laughs> You're criticizing the other departments, but you set yourself a very low target. So I said, no, I want five billion. And from there, they came up with the Chwani Atima uh, uh, project. Yeah. And then you hired, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it's two young girls that was handling the whole social media. I was too busy switching off people. <laughs> I didn't even check the Twitter feeds. What a clever idea. But suddenly, suddenly everyone started paying back. And you got in how much? Well, for about eight weeks, we got in 700 million. But of course, if you don't drive it, then mm. people go back to their old habits. So I'm going to start uh, in two weeks time. I'll be starting to drive disconnecting again. Hey! <laughs> See, that's what Christelle wanted to know. When is it going to happen again? You say two weeks from two now. Two weeks from now, yes. Well, thank you for the breaking news, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> okay, net gefinnig. Potholes, as a belief. I, I have like 90% of people complaining about potholes. From uh, I've got a war room running, and from what was reported, 17th of February, we've now used, since 7th of February, we used 200, almost 250 tons of hot asphalt to fill potholes. Yeah. yeah. So we fill thousands of potholes, but the way the infrastructure, we don't have proper drainage in yeah. the city and if you don't have proper drainage mm. potholes will always occur and uh, so we're going to increase it and what we're also doing now we're looking at automating it getting a truck that fills potholes and the truck can fold uh, 200 uh, square meters of potholes every day whereas a team can normally do four to eight potholes uh, per day so we will be mechanizing the whole process in all the regions. When are we getting the truck? Well, we've got two pilot, two that's doing pilot programs in two of our regions. So it's proved to be successful. So we're going to get trucks for other reasons as well. What are you, what, what, how are you doing? How are you doing, Randall? Are you well, okay? Yeah, it's not something I would want to do for the rest of my life. But uh, I've put up my hand and I'm here. For, for this term and I'm committed fully for this term. And then is it lekker man is it klaar? It was lekker man is it klaar? No, no, we still have a long way to go. We're only at the start of the term, yeah. How do you get rid of the stress? What do you do? Do more work. <laughs> I know the feeling. Not the best of ideas. Yeah. How old are you now? Um, 61. Yes. But you, you, you have to exercise or something, get yourself a little dog or something, just to relax. No, I've got a treadmill, but it's in my room, but it seems so far away sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I use mine to dry my underwear, I use it for. Let's <laughs> say, <laughs> anyways, okay, back to business. Uh, broken water pipes. Everyone's complaining about broken water pipes, water all over the place, specifically Pretoria North. Well, it's not only Pretoria North. Um, the infrastructure is is very old. And about 15 years ago, the city uh, approved a policy of densification. And I believe it was the right policy. But unfortunately, we don't have the proper infrastructure to support such a policy. Um, the majority of pipes that we have in the ground are either made of asbestos or cement. And be previously where you would have one household on 2,000 square meters, now you have 20 to 30 households in mm. that same, same size plot area. 
The problem is you can't use the same water pressure for one household that now for 20 to 30 households you have to increase the water pressure and cement and asbestos mm. pipes were not made for that so we've got a problem of our pipes cracking all over the show so we've realized we need to start a capital project a pipe replacement project and we've been packaging our projects and we approached national treasury uh, the amount for the first phase of the project 3.2 billion um, well, they said they would assist us, so they assisted us with 50 million. 5-0? 5 yes. And right. uh, with 50 million, you can replace about 67 kilometers of piping. Right. The problem is we've got almost 14,000 kilometers. But now we're speaking to the Development Bank of South Africa because as we fix our pipes, uh, replace our pipes we will be, will be able to cut down on our water losses and water losses are now standing at 36 percent mm. and when i first entered the mayoral committee and i heard 36 percent it meant nothing to me and finally when i became mayor i said but we don't tell me 36 percent what do you mean by 36 percent so i looked at the previous year's financial statements and i saw what 36 percent meant um we buy water from Randwater, Mahalis Water, they pump it to our reservoirs. We pay them three billion rands. Then from our reservoirs to our consumers, we get back two billion rands. So we lose one billion rands worth of water. That's 36%. Yeah, but all of the is the actual water that's gone. Well, that's the water that's gone. Yeah. One billion rands worth of water. That we revenue, revenue loss. Ran down the roads. Yeah, somewhere. well, it's mm. flushed down the road so that's why it's very important we start a pipe replacement project we're speaking to, to the development bank of south africa and we hope we'll be able to get about three billion rands from them just specifically now, for the water pipe replacement project now that's a massive problem um and uh, do you have a, a deadline for this when are we going to run that, that's the one thing too in my opinion the electricity crisis was one crisis the water crisis is going to be worse so uh, when are we going to fix this? Well, as soon as we can get the money. Yeah. What's the plan? Well, we're still negotiating with them. When I say we, I, I don't do the actual negotiations. It's done at the level of mm. the city manager. So hopefully we'll get access to money soon. You know, because of the downgrading and uh, the 4.3 billion rand deficit, mm. we're not able to access uh, long-term loans from banks. So all our capital projects are funded yes. only uh, by grants. So we only have grants. We don't have our own money for capital projects. We've never had our own money for a long time. So Tswani does not uh, generate its own revenue to pay for capital projects. So ek, ek wil by soveel goed uitkom. I'm trying to get to as many as possible things. Uh, and I had, I promised I'll, get, I'll throw in the Henops River, which we also understand is a problem from Ekuruleni's side. And this, you know, we, we, it, it's, it's a lot of problems along the way that we are encountering. And the, now what happens is every odd weekend, people try to clean that river and then it's right back to square one again. Mm -hmm. are, are, are you talking to the guys in Ekuruleni? Well, what's the plan with the Henops River? Look, it's not only Ekuruleni, it's also Joburg yeah, because course, all yeah. these rivers are interlinked. And the problem that you have mostly in Ekuruleni and Joburg, you have all these in, informal settlements yeah. along the banks of the various rivers. So unfortunately, the pollution starts there. And unfortunately, we at the bottom. 
So everything flows down to us. And um, we started uh, uh, speaking to, pre, uh, to uh, the two municipalities when they were governed uh, by other political parties and we didn't make much progress. But I hope now that we've got DA uh, municipalities in Joburg and Ikurileni that we'll be able to come up with a joint solution. Mm. But it's not only for us. A National Department of Water and Sanitation should also come in. Mm. They are responsible for rivers. Yeah. So they need to be part of the solution. Yes, here, I know it's a mess. That river is a mess. Don't worry, I've helped the Henops Revival NGO. Yes. Mm. I've assisted them to clean up. It's a stinking mess, yes. Uh, so, uh, moving on quickly to safety. A lot of people concerned uh, about attacks on dog walkers, cyclists. They say it's been on the rise in Chwane. What can we do to, do to make sure that our people are safer when they head outside? Well, you're supposed to keep your, your, your dogs and stuff uh, on your property and uh, you'll be infringing on bylaws. I, I, I'm not aware of anyone that lots uh, uh, a request for city to intervene or complained with uh, Metro Police. I'm not aware. If there is, they welcome to forward it to my office so that I can find out. Okay, so safety is the issue, Joe. Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, last, I think it was about two weeks ago, we had uh, an intruder at the house and I was talking to uh, the people in the, the neighborhood group about possibly uh, gating out to Waverley as a community and, and how difficult that would be. And people were saying that it's a process that takes years and costs a lot of money. Uh, how do we start a program like that? And then also without, you know, teetering on having an apartheid kind of government where you say, where you're going to ask people People, why are you here or what are you doing here kind of thing so how do we tread carefully with that and also how long does it take to uh, separate the community like that well I don't like this idea of separating there's no law that allows you to separate um, the whole idea of gated community yeah. it's, it's well the term is actually wrong it's based on a provincial ordinance where you are allowed to have monitored access mm. Uh, uh, in a certain area. So you're allowed to put up booms and you have to now, I, I don't know how municipalities ended up having to implement a provincial ordinance. So you don't have this in all the provinces where you can have monitored access with booms. I'm aware some of it you have in Cape Town, Joburg you have a few. In in Chwane you have more. Unfortunately, um, well, let me start with the approval process. The approval process, we've cut down massively on the, the amount of money you have to pay. So it's no longer as expensive as in the past. Okay. And that was done two years ago already. Okay. And then, look, to cut down on crime, when you have monitored access, so in your area that is now monitored, that is so-called closed off, yeah. you will have reduction in crime. But that is not a solution uh, uh, to, uh, to lower the crime rate in this country. The only thing you will manage to do is to displace the crime to your next mm. door neighbors. Mm. That, that's the only thing that's going to happen. Mm. So, so for me, monitoring, yes, it will help you, your suburb, yeah. definitely. Um, but for me... It is not the answer. We need to find a solution uh, to combat crime in South Africa. And unfortunately, SAPS is not coming to the party. So, yes, you can apply. And uh, the process should take less than two years. Okay. Because, first of all, you need to get the buy-in of about 60 or 70% of the community. 
And uh, uh, you'll be surprised. A lot of the residents won't agree. So that is your mm. first struggle to get people yeah. to agree uh, to that. And uh, yeah, and then you go through the process and it should mm. take you less than two years to get it done. But then you also only get it for two years approval and then you have to renew it afterwards. Every two years you have to renew it. It sounds like it's worth it. Yeah, I, I think it does sound like it's worth it. It's just about convincing the people because the, the issues that they had was about the schools and things like mm. that. But I guess that's a part of the process that we'd have to go through to mm. to make sure that we know where to gate it off and, and make it run properly. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to take a guess here, but I'm... I'm I'm going to tell you in four years from now the majority of people in Chwane will be living in some form of an estate but it'll be cheaper to live there some gated kind of completely surrounded community mm. yeah but the problem is can you imagine the traffic where you close off roads you now burdening other roads with more yeah. cars so it will become a night if that should ever happen it will become a nightmare yeah, to yeah. travel in Chwane. Yeah. yeah, I agree, but I think that's where it's going. I'm telling you now, that's where it's going. People are going to go, well, so I sit in traffic, but at least I'm safe at night. You know, I, yeah. I can sleep well at yeah. night. Let's say, all right, groter issues, Susie Bergemeuse saying, like how to solve the crime yeah. is a, a bigger socioeconomic issue than most of us even can dream about. Yeah. This is Christelle. She runs our news desk, and uh, this woman always comes with interesting questions, and she wants to take the opportunity to ask you one or two questions, if you don't mind. Uh, Mr. Mayor, over to you, Christelle. Thank you. No, so, so I was listening really attentively to some of the historic challenges you've set out, and I think you have a point. There's there's a legacy of challenges here, but one of the historic ones that really has proved to be problematic, I think, even for you, is Hamans Kral and the water there. Are you making inroads? What is the way forward? Okay, Hamans Kral, uh, we found out when we got into office in 2016 that it was already reported to council in 1996. But from 1996 up till when we got into office, nothing was done about it. So we put a plan together to find out what's the problem, what do we need to do. And we discovered there were two issues in Amundskral. The one was the timber water treatment plant mm. that didn't have sufficient capacity. And the other one was the Royval wastewater treatment plant that also didn't have sufficient capacity. So we put in place a project to double the capacity of timber water treatment plant. We started the build in 2017 and it was completed in 2019 and the plant was also refurbished. So now you have a brand new water treatment plant, uh, timber water treatment plant. The problem is it draws the water from the dams in the area and the dams in the area get their water from rivers that are being polluted by the Royval wastewater treatment plants. So the water that the water treatment plant uh, draws in is too dirty, it's too polluted mm. for it to, uh, to clean it to the stand standard of being uh, potable, fit for human consumption water. So we started the project at um, Royval wastewater treatment plant, a two-phase project. The one cost us more than 300 million rand that we started in 2019. It was supposed to be a, to ha 
to have been completed in October last year. But unfortunately now with COVID-19, people didn't work and then they worked again. So it was then uh, postponed uh, the completion towards the end of this year. So once phase one has been completed, we need to start phase two. Now, phase two, we will be more than doubling the capacity of the wastewater treatment plant. Now that phase is going to cost about 3 billion rands Mm. on its own. And the city simply does not have the money to fund one project only to the tune of 3 billion rands. So we've been speaking to the National uh, uh, Water and Sanitation Department. When uh, uh, Minister Sasulu was there, she undertook to assist us with funding. So we were going to become partners in jointly funding phase two. However, she's no longer Minister of Water and Sanitation, so we now have to restart that conversation yeah. with the new Minister Mkunu. I'll give you a question, as we're running out of time. Where's Chwani going to be in four years from now? Well, I told the Order General when they asked me that question, so I said, all I'm looking to do is to stabilize the city and to make the residents believe that this is a city for the future where they can live good lives and maybe then people will become more willing to pay their their monthly accounts on time. At the moment, only about 56% of our residents pay their monthly accounts on time and a large percentage as well do not want to, they have the ability to pay their accounts but they choose not to pay. So we hope to overcome that ethic and that people start believing in the city. Because I remember this was pointed out to me a while back and someone said the sheer amount of foreigners that are streaming into the capital is it, it will you will not believe it. Um, and which is obviously a strain on resources. Uh, I remember the previous mayor told me some places in um, the city, is in the inner city, you go in and it's entire villages inside uh, buildings with goats and the, uh, the whole thing. So uh, what's, what's being done about that? Well, we, we, we don't have any powers as far as immigration is concerned. It's a national uh, competency. So there are areas like Sunnyside is now known as Little Lagos. Uh, uh, parts of Pretoria West is known as Little Mogadishu. So, yeah, uh, unfortunately, we need to have partnerships with national government when it comes to immigration. Because it's not for us to go out and send metro policemen and find out who's a legal or illegal immigrant. It's not part of our mandate. Mm. Um, so yeah, and but the problem is also the informal settlements. We've got more than 220 Jeez. informal settlements, and most of these mm. informal settlements are being inhabited by by foreign nationals, mm. and a lot of the foreign nationals are not here mm. lawfully. So if we just look at numbers, how many foreign nationals come into Chwane on a monthly basis? I wouldn't know because look, no record is being mm. kept because if you come in lawfully then home affairs would know the numbers. But when people stream across the Limpopo River or there's uh, false passports being issued by officials of home affairs, how how do you keep count? But there are estimations. I know there are. Well, I'll be shooting in the dark. Mm. Really. What's your biggest frustration at the moment? Not being able to do things quicker because of a lack of funding. It's very frustrating. We're living from hand to mouth. 
uh, we sort of robbing Peter to pay Paul. And then the following month, we rob Paul to pay Peter. Hmm. So we need to overcome that. Listen, you had for me say maybe at the end of the year, uh, you'll, you'll be in the clear. The deficit will be gone. We hope so. But then we still need to look at our liquidity. We need to up that 56% need to be over 90% of people paying their accounts on time every month. So, all right, uh, before you go, uh, people always want access to the mayor. Um, how do they get access to you? Like, what's the closest they can get to you if they have issues they want to take up with you? Look, we've got over 900,000 customers. And if I, like my number is out there, so if... Thousands of people contact me every day. There's mm. no way. It's going to be humanly impossible. Of That's course. why we have a system where we've got call center where we uh, employ thousands of people. But what we're also doing, we're also rolling out um, on online systems like eTwani is being upgraded. We're making uh, more platforms available, WhatsApp as well, to interact with the city. So we want it to be seamless across the different platforms that you'll be able to act to the city. And when need be, where there are blockages, then the city manager myself will come in to unblock those blockages. All right. Leister, uh, always a pleasure having you on the show. Hope to see you back soon. Uh, I love when the mayor comes on the show. Yet, on it's that that as for my, it's an accessibility thing to me, and it's yeah. nice when you come and explain what's happening. So, hopefully, okay. hopefully we'll see you soon again. Oh, thank you very much, right. and please enjoy the rest of your evening. Look after yourself. One, two, three, yeah. let's go. The scenic drive with Rion, weekdays four to seven, exclusive to Jacaranda FM.